Everyone, welcome to the Swap Moto Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. I'm Don Maeda, and today I'm joined by Red Bull KTM's Maximus Volan. So, is it Maximus, or do you go by Max, or? Uh, a lot of my friends call me Max, but the Maximus is like what we're pushing. Yeah, that's what you're pushing, right? Yeah, we're pushing nice. That, yeah. Do you remember me interviewing you at the Mini Major like two or three years ago? <sighs> no. The thing that Mini made major it. Or okay, so you came to the Mini Major at. Uh, Milestone. Milestone when Milestone you know, was still. Rest in peace. I missed yeah, that place. Exactly. Yeah, Milestone but, uh, was fun. You were there and your dad was there. I think was your grandpa there? Probably, yeah. yeah. Grandpa so anyway, so I was like, oh dude, I want to meet you. And I came and interviewed you and I said, like, dude, you're like dad is like a very accomplished guy. One race is around the world and in the US and everything. Does that place any pressure on you? But I just huh? remember you're all I, I'm gonna exceed his accomplishments. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, before I turned pro. Yeah. Yeah, super mini probably. But uh, okay, so you know you're kind of relatively new on the scene. Obviously, you made a big first impression at the first moto of the year, but um, you've been groomed, come up through the KTM Orange Brigade uh, program. But uh, how many like national titles and all that stuff do you have? I don't know. I haven't counted. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot. Definitely a lot, especially. You know, I swept Beretta's each moto the last two years, mm -hmm. so that was pretty. That was pretty big. And but you know, now that we're into the pros, we we you know we, we got a place down south here now, and we left all the trophies at home. So we got the pro house down here, all the amateur stuff. We leave that behind us. Yeah. So you guys are from Sacramento, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's it like? Uh, what's the moto scene like in NorCal? Um, it's nice. We have, uh, of course, we have Hangtown. We're Hangtown, fifteen, 15 minutes from there. Yeah. Marysville. Marysville can be good, and uh, then we got Riverfront too. And then there's also a place. Is Marysville the one under the freeway in the sand? Yes. That one's and cool. then there's even another track right next to MMX. And then okay. across the bridge is Riverfront, a mm -hmm. little more clay, rutted, bigger jumps. And then Club Club Moto. That's club Moto. We got Club Moto too. That gets pretty rutted. And then uh, Dixon. So yeah. that's pretty much all. The so track quite a few that. places to ride. Yeah, we got right? some nice races. Is it like SoCal where you could ride almost every day of the week if you wanted to? Um. It's it's a little iffy. I think usually, um, yeah, the the schedule is always Monday off up there uh -huh. when I, when we're riding up there. Tuesday Riverfront, uh, Wednesday East Street, Thursday either Glen Helen or Dixon, and then uh, Friday take off and ride the weekends. So that's yeah. kind of like the schedule. What is the uh, general vibe of the tracks up there? Is it is it as hardcore as down here? It's way more low key. low key. I mean, we we don't have as many top guys from NorCal, so mm -hmm. you know, there's there's a few fast kids, but a lot of vet riders and a lot of beginner riders up there. Yeah. So that's tracks get a little more catered to those guys, so they're a little bit smoother. But Hangtown gets really good, and also for us, we have a nice riverbed up there as well. Yeah, as well. Okay, so was it always uh, motocross is always your thing? Were you groomed that way? You know, considering your brother or your dad and his yeah, brother. Yeah. Um. I started on a dirt bike when I was really real little and uh, I almost crashed and my dad was has always been a little overprotective so he threw me on a BMX bike to learn my balance and uh -huh. then so that was my thing for a while until I was about seven and yeah then of course back in the moto because that's what we know. Yeah. 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 Was it uh, apparent to you from a young age that that's what you were going to do or was it like was it just a hobby or was it like was dad like having you work out and stuff at like eight years old? Um. I mean, of course, it's been in the family for four generations even. Yeah. So I'm the fourth generation now. So of course, like, 
it's got to be meant to be like I got to be riding a dirt bike but it was never super gnarly when I was a kid even on 65s 85s and and just kind of towards uh end of super minis is when like okay now it's starting to be serious now we got to get results to get the ride to get the program for the pros so that's that was kind of the prep job beforehand but as a kid is just you know go have fun with your friends mm -hmm. okay so you're 18 now i'm assuming you were homeschooled right yes like so at what age did you leave public school um fifth grade fifth grade fifth that grade. early yeah 65 so. i know it's still a little too early because you're you're only 18 but like do you feel like you missed out on anything like um like well, the public the, school the social yeah well with the sport um you know you have to mature early so of course you miss out on all that all the teenage stuff but to me i'm not really interested in, in that stuff anyways you know and now nowadays schools is is so so chaotic and drama and all that and I just i'm glad yeah. that i actually stayed out of that so you know i i feel like might have missed a little bit when i was real little but you know now the last three or four years you know i think uh -huh. I'm, I'm happier here than happier I would at be the there. track and yeah, training than exactly yeah. in school um how aware are you of everything your dad did and your uncle did? Like, is it just kind of like, oh, that's like olden days? Or have you watched races? And um, yeah, no, I've definitely watched. And they've definitely, even my uncle, he, he stays at home and he watches a lot of videos. So um, I've pretty much watched everything. And yeah, so I'm pretty aware of what he's done and the, the success that he's had and my uncle. So, you know, it's definitely not just God's old. Those, they suck now. Like. Uh -huh. No, I got to live up to what they do and, and even, you know, better. Yeah. How is it watching uh, your dad's old 125 national races? Like, like realistically, like compared to nowadays on 2DS, like they're going so slow, right? Yeah. yeah. Power. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, he always brings up the, the, the one at Glen Helen in Hangtown when mm -hmm. he was racing Ricky when he came back from Europe on the FMF Honda. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say they they were going slow because they were they yeah, were definitely all in ripping. on the 125. I mean, for I, sure ripping, yeah. but like the miles per hour was just a little less. Yeah, than. definitely. Well, I mean, I, I rode 125s last year, so I, I know generally, you know, of course, the bikes have gotten a lot better, but mm -hmm. you know, they were definitely going fast. But yeah, he's gnarly. My dad yeah. was gnarly. Oh, he was gnarly because he came back and was whooping on Carmichael here and there, and like Ricky was so dominant that time. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and he, he always tells me all the training stories that he had too, of how hard he worked that year before he was going. Cause it was pretty much like, he didn't really know if he was going to be done racing or not after he came back. And he, mm -hmm. he was like, got up his back against the wall. I was like, you know, I'm just going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. So he tells me those stories all the time. So. Yeah. Is there anything you watch from back in the day with your dad or uncle and like say, <laughs> that's kind of goofy. Um, like I could think of something in my head. But like, just sometimes we'll be watching some some old stuff and it's like dude these guys have no style on the bike like just straight up and down sometimes you know front wheel high and it's like how do they just not have style they just look like squids out there yeah but, okay have you watched any of the uh mickey thompson ultra cross races where like the fast qualifier had to run that yep pink ribbon yeah, on yeah my uh uh, my dad and uncle did one, I believe, in the LA Coliseum when they had the, the, all the truck races and they yeah. were running the track backwards to the moto guys. And my dad and uncle both had that pink ribbon on. Yeah. They came from last all the way and, and they went across the finish together. So that was cool. That's cool. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors. 
We'll be back for more with Maximus. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swap Model Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. Here with Max Volan, Maximus Volan. Okay, so what is it like coming from amateurs straight onto a factory team where Cooper Webb and Marvin Muscan are your teammates? Um, and Roger DeCoster is your team manager. Uh, he, well, Ian's team manager, Roger's oh. like team of all three. Yeah. So um, yeah, coming from amateurs, you know, the goal, our goal in amateurs is always to be onto the factory team under Roger. Like yeah. that was always a dream, dream ride. And, and uh, un, with the gas gas deal kind of going, switching from TLD KTM to gas gas, um, yeah, KTM needed the guy. And, and, and Roger's kind of watched me a few over the years. So, mm -hmm. and he's known my dad. My dad's ridden for him before. And, and uh, yeah, I got lucky that he picked me and, and being under the team with uh, Coop and Marv has been awesome. You know, Coop, Coop and Marv, they're both world-class champions. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you learn so much from those guys just even watching them. Yeah, okay, but that's gotta make you feel good, right? Roger DeCoster chose you. I mean, look, the last guy he chose was like Ryan Dungey, right, out of amateurs. Yeah. So he obviously sees something special in you. Does that feel like a little pressure on you? Um, maybe a little. Not not much though, you know. I've always done my own thing, and and uh, yeah, he sees something in me that maybe I don't see in myself. But you know, after after Paula, I think a little bit of that uh, glimpse of maybe what he's seen came out. So um, yeah, it feels great. You know, it gives me confidence. Uh, and uh, you know, the team's team's been awesome. Um, mm -hmm. They've done so much 
testing with me uh, coming to the outdoor seasons, and uh, it's all been great. It's never mm -hmm. been backwards, so um, it's always been just making steps forward. Yeah. Okay, so you're the only 250 guy on the team, right? Is that sometimes kind of lonely that you don't have another 250 teammate? Like, you're, I'm sure you're not on the same testing schedules with the 450 guys, right? Um, well, usually when, when Coop and Marv were out here on the west, that we're all riding the same tracks together. Of mm -hmm. course, they're on different stuff. There's 450, but um, we've all kind of picked pieces from each other. You know, Coop and, and Marv also picked some stuff that I've picked that I like. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I did a lot of the testing beforehand before they came to outdoors. So when they first came to outdoors, they were doing pretty much a lot of what I was running. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. Who's cooler? Um, I've known Marv longer, but wow. but Coop's. Coop's definitely got that more like bulldog and like I'm a champion kind of feel when you're just yeah. around him. Okay, so what do you learn from your teammates, right? Because like obviously Cooper is like the racer's racer, right? Like that guy could be having the shittiest practice qualifying or everything. When it's time to race, he's no nonsense, full of confidence, right? And then you got Marvin who's like the smoothest guy ever. Mm -hmm. A lot of line choice stuff to yeah, learn from technique. him, but what do you learn from the guys? Um, well, yeah, with like the with what you just said about Cooper, I mean, even my practices this year have not been great in times, but I've done way better in the motos compared to where I was at in time. So, you know, I've kind of took that at least from him. It's like, hey, you don't need to be great in practice, but the thing that matters is be good in the motos. So, mm -hmm. and uh, of course, Marv with his, his, yeah, he's got incredible technique and and uh, line choice even, and you know, it just looks like he's riding effortless sometimes. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely been fast out at the test tracks before the before the national started. So, you know, just even watching, you learn so much from these guys. Yeah. Um, when you get on a team as high profile as Red Bull KTM, right? Mm -hmm. Was it a little overwhelming with the amount of testing and the amount of resources you had at your disposal? Um, yeah, I've done a little bit of testing in amateurs, but nothing compared to, you know, pro stuff. But I you know our suspension guy, Jim and Ryo, they're, they're, those guys are so good, I mean, when, mm -hmm. when I come in, it's like, oh, I, I just need it to not be kicking a little bit or something. You know, I don't know what they do, but it, it's exactly what I asked for. Yeah. So those guys are awesome. It, it hasn't been too much of a struggle. And uh, yeah, being the lone guy, you know, at least the focus is on me. So the yeah. bike's great. Is there any uh, technology slash testing shared with the sister teams? Like the 250 Husky Absolutely. or Gas Gas yeah, all the all the teams have all the same information. Mm -hmm. We um, we actually went up north and rode Lake Tahoe, uh, up at Lake Tahoe this uh, Friday just to do some altitude testing. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, we had a whole bunch of sensors on the bike from Austria, and you know they'll take that data and spread it out. I'm sure yeah. with everyone. So you know just get the bikes more on track. It's funny because I kept reflecting reflecting back to your dad, right? But like I'm sure even he sometimes trips out on the level of sophistication available with testing now mm -hmm. versus then like carburetors changing jets and now you guys are plugging computers in and yeah. everything. Yeah, I know he definitely has, he's like, even when the bike's running, he's like, man, fix the jetting that thing or something. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's crazy that it's just all computer now. And even, you know, amateurs, it's still two strokes, still all jetted. So yeah. he at least knew that side of it. But once I was pro, he, he's no longer a mechanic. He doesn't know how to work on a four stroke whatsoever. He probably op barely operate his iPhone, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nah, he gets the iPhone down. Computer, <laughs> sometimes he struggles. Cool, cool. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. They'll be back for more with Max.
Don't try to be the fastest on the track. Be the fastest ever. Work harder than everyone else. Because dedication is everything. If they say your goals are crazy, be insane. Be fast. Be the crazy one. Be unstoppable. One goal, one vision. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. What's up guys, it's Brock Tickle. I ride for the JGR Yoshimura Factory Suzuki Racing Team and I'm stoked to be back at the races. Planning my comeback to racing was cool to see. I have a lot of support behind me to, to get me here. FXR stepped up and invested in me, and I'm stoked to be part of them. FXR um, honestly kind of blew me away. All the product is awesome. The pants fit me awesome. The best fitting pant I've ever worn, and everything's supplemented, and it looks good. It's hard to put our adventures on hold, but now is the perfect time to prepare for their return. Amsoil has your back with fast, free shipping and ordering has never been easier. Just look up your vehicle, select your product, add an oil change to your cart and check out. Spend $50 on Amsoil products and shipping is on us. Order now at amsoil.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swap Motor Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing here with uh, Maximus Volan of the Red Bull KTM team. Um, so, shifting away from all the dad and uncle memories and everything, um, shortly after you got on the big bikes and stuff, uh, the strategy was a little different, right? You guys headed to Europe to ride and train on like, I mean, am I safe to say that the tracks there are rougher? Absolutely, yeah, no. Um those tracks are insanely brutal compared to what we got here for any practice tracks. Their practice tracks are even gnarlier than some of the nationals I've ridden so far this year. So uh, yeah, definitely rougher over there. Yeah, so your dad obviously has this wealth of knowledge and experience from racing the world championships and everything. So 
obviously it's probably his idea to take you over there, right? And, and all that. And um, yeah, it was kind of like we, we just wanted to get a prep year before I went pro and, and get like what's the closest we can get to going pro. And we were planning on starting on outdoors. So we, he's been to Europe, so he's, and it was a little bit of a KTM deal too. We, mm -hmm. we kind of had the idea and uh, yeah, they ended up putting it together for us, which was really nice. And, and we, we were able to go over there and ride and, and ended up getting at least one race in before COVID mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, the EMX racing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what was that like? Um, it was a mutter. Natalie, you know, uh, England in March is raining every day. So yeah. it was full mutter and uh, man, that mud was pretty heavy there because like, it's a grass track and they mm -hmm. didn't really rip up the grass. So it was just clumps of mud and it was, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Okay, so at 18, one year, not even one year, just part of a season as a pro, you've already been around the world on a dirt bike, right? Mm -hmm. So are you still too young to appreciate that right now, that you got to see places in the world that most Americans never will? Well, you know, I, I am very grateful for being even able to go over there and, and see, you know, see Europe, you know. Not mm -hmm. a lot of people get to go over to Europe, and a lot of people do want to go to Europe. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely got my camera out and saved a lot of memories while mm -hmm. I was there for the short amount of time. So, you know, I'm grateful and, and I'm sure I'll go back one day just to, you know, maybe vacation or something. Yeah. Or maybe do the GPs. Or, like or, or uh, the nations. Yeah. The nations for nations. sure. I, I want to go there. I want to be on the nations. So. What was the uh, coolest place that you went? Um, track wise, uh, I would say um, same track that Zach and Anderson were training at mm -hmm. before uh, Aston. That track was really fun. It was all sand, but mm -hmm. coolest place we probably went was just, man, I don't even know where we're at. Somewhere in France, just driving down the road and mm -hmm. going through these little cities and, and getting, getting the, you know, just going to the track. Yeah, and it was your dad like the ultimate tour guide because he's been there, done that, raced there? Yeah, he's been there, but you know, after 10 years or so, it was so different even for him. He's like, man, I, I don't remember it being like this even uh -huh. for himself. So it was a little bit different for him, but of course he's been there, so he knows knows kind of the general area. Yeah, how was the food for you there? Food was a little different. You know, eating breakfast is like, we were, we we're living in Belgium, so it's just like kind of sliced meat and cheese and nothing real American, but you know, I got used to it pretty, pretty fast and uh -huh. it wasn't bad, it was good actually. I had really good food. Yeah, okay, so <clears throat> you went there to gain this experience and get some prep before coming here. How was the Supercross prep and the learning curve there? Um, yeah, I mean, I came straight off of 125, straight onto a big bike. I only had about two weeks on the 250. I did a little bit of riding before riders on the 250, but we didn't want to get too, you know, liking that bike too much and just stayed on the 125. So I didn't really have much time on a 250 in general before I started Supercross riding. And uh, yeah, the prep, the prep could have been a little bit better. I had an accident with my sister hitting her head and my dad had to go home. So pretty much I was, mm -hmm. I was uh, for a month and a half, I was doing my own program at 17. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was just trying to ride, be safe, not get hurt. Cause you know, my sister was in, you know, such a bad condition at the time, but now she's doing great. She's, yeah. uh, she's really, really been doing good. So that's good. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, once my dad came back down and my sister got settled uh, in her house, uh, we got some good days in for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we were planning on doing the, the later coast, 
but yeah. it just the way it worked out with how many races and such a short amount of time and the break before outdoors that we ended up doing the first coast and yeah it, it went good i feel like you know mm -hmm. i got hurt early but i got the experience of racing under the stadium riding with the top guys and and uh even running out front in one heat race yeah what was the hardest thing to learn about supercross and had you spent much time on it Supercross track before that, like super um, Yeah, I raced Monster Cup. We did a little bit of futures. So I've raced a little bit, of, or I've rode a little bit of the test tracks on a super mini, and then I also did straight rhythm. So we had some uh, Supercross prep before that on the 125. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've gotten my feet wet, but nothing like just taking three, four months and just grinding Supercross. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was good though. Cool. Okay. Leading into the Nationals, show up at the Fox Raceway National. Boom, out front, pulling away. What's going through your mind while you're out front? Um, you know, I got, I got uh, really lucky on my gate pick. Like someone just left a spot open right by Martin. So I was like, dude, I'm meant to get this whole shot. Like I'm getting this whole shot before I even went out for my sight lap. And yeah, I got the whole shot and, and was running out front. And, and it really just kind of re remembered me of how I was riding at Reda's just riding out front. You know, mm -hmm. it, was, it was probably the easiest moto I've had so far this year. Just riding my own lines, riding 80%, riding smooth, consistent, and carrying momentum. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was crazy, you know. I couldn't believe I was leading my first moto, and I was like, took the first lap, okay, first lap done, I'm lead one lap, lead two laps. And then like third lap, I'm like, okay, I might be leading this thing for a while. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and ended up, ended up leading it for, I think, uh, seven, 16 laps maybe, 17 mm -hmm. or 16. And then, uh, yeah, the bike ended up blowing up. But yeah. to me, I still took that as either a first or definitely second. Yeah. So that's how I took that moto in my mind. You know, it's crazy about that. It's like, uh, I didn't get to see you ride motocross before that race, but in one of our, I think the podcast right before that race, we're like joking around and making predictions and like A-Ray and Chase both said, Volan's gonna win. And I was like, really? Okay. And then you're out there just pulling away from everybody. I'm like, oh my God, dude, he's gonna win. But uh, uh, what goes through your, mind when you feel the bike start slowing down uh, um yeah and it was like about two laps before martin got me so once i started feeling it kind of sputtering and and uh yeah i was losing power a couple bogs here and there i was just like i could because me and martin started kind of getting away from the group of guys and i could see them on the other side of the tracks so i was like okay i can manage this thing like if if it stays where it's at now i can manage and maybe get second or third mm -hmm. by the end of this moto and uh yeah, once Martin got me, I was like, okay, just follow him, try and stay in with him as much as possible. And then it really started struggling. And I was like, oh boy, I hope this thing doesn't blow up on me, like off a jump on or, jump, yeah. or, or yeah, and, and, and the whoops or something like that. And yeah, and luckily it, it didn't, it just kind of, I came off of that uh, big jump after the downhill where AC crashed and mm -hmm. landed the thing just pretty much was dead. Like it was bogging all the way down the landing that thing. So yeah, it sucked. Yeah. It definitely sucked but you know i was i was so stoked for for being up front my first moto that i yeah. wasn't really too mad about it and i was like you know i got another moto today so yeah that's the thing is i was like man you know when it, when it blew up and i was watching you like look at the composure on him you know you weren't throwing your goggles no. and all mad or anything yeah. it's like talents taught his boy well yeah i mean how could you be mad first race running first and and then second it was like yeah, it was like the dream moto for mm -hmm. my first race. And uh, so I, I wasn't too mad about it. I was, I was pretty stoked on it, even, even though it did suck in the back of my mind. I was like, dude, I could have just 
possibly won that moto or got second. And uh, but I went back to the truck and I regrouped and yeah, I ripped another great start from way outside. Yeah. So okay, then the next one I think you had food poisoning, right? Yeah. Thunder um, Valley got real sick. So what'd you was, eat? Um, it was. I'm mean, now. I'm not gonna lie. It was Olive Garden. Uh, we just landed and we were driving to the the hotel and we're yeah. like, we got. I'm hungry. I gotta stop and eat. So, thought pasta might be a good idea, but it was not a good idea. Not a good idea. No. Yeah. Okay. So, food poisoning at Thunder Valley, and then uh, I think you got a ninth in a moto. Yeah. High up. point. High point. I was feeling more confident because I kind of scratched Thunder Valley's K. Yeah. I was sick and barely even you know, barely walk even. So I was like, hey, I don't even think about that moto. So let's take this as like the second round. Mm -hmm. So I was feeling confident and yeah, of course, you know, it was a new track. So I struggled a little bit in practice, just learning the track and I was a little off on times. And then we did a little bit of a suspension change before the moto, which helped. Mm -hmm. But of course, second turn, you know, go down. It was a little bit of my fault, just, you know, could have got a better start to prevent that. But um, I got up and ended up getting some points by the end of that moto and I was like clutched all the way down. I had to kick it a little bit and I was just 30 seconds in last. So that was that. But then the next moto was good. I got off to a better start and was running sixth and uh, ended up just fading a little bit back to ninth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your first taste of racing, you're leading and pulling away, right? Does that set your expectations really high? Um, for myself, yeah. Like. Of course, I think I can do that again. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind that I can't get a good start and run out front. Um, but still, still, we have that set goal, like top five is a great weekend, mm -hmm. and then top ten's good. So mm -hmm. let's just stay within there, and uh, you know, top three is a dream. Yeah. So. Okay, so you have your own little goals. Yep. What goals has the team set for you? Like, obviously, um, first season. They haven't really told me like what, what I really need to get. They just want to see improvement every weekend and yeah. growing and getting better. That's what they want to see. So, and so far I, I feel like I've been, I've been getting better. Of course, the first round was so great, so it's so hard to say that, but um, I feel better on the bike. I got more time on the bike now after Supercross and uh, yeah, I think it's good. I think they were happy after uh, High Point, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so last question, six, six months into your pro career. How are you feeling about things? I feel pretty good. Yeah, I feel great. Um, it's definitely a lot of work compared to amateur racing, but you know, uh, turn up front with those guys, you definitely gotta work hard. So, you know, it's, it's been a blast and, and I'm looking forward to multiple years of doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, man, it's sure been fun watching you so far. Um, looking forward to uh, seeing your first win your first championship, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, Thank you. thanks for uh, making time to come down to the studio today for our show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll uh, keep an eye on you yeah, from, from here on out. Thank so you. guys, uh, make sure you keep an eye on Maximus Volan. Check out SwapMotoLive.com, and we'll see you next week.